What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste Podcast. So today on the podcast, I have Julie Hinton Green. How you doing, girl? Hello, Melissa. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, so happy to have you here. So let's start off with just you introducing yourself and sort of telling everybody what you do and what you're all about. Sounds good. Okay. So my name is Julie Hinton Green, and I'm a Reiki master as well as a certified yoga and Pilates instructor. But I kind of left that um, avenue behind, and I'm really focusing on the energy work. Cool. I'm also a mother of two. I've got a (laughs) a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl that keep me busy. Lovely. Yeah, so life's busy, but all positive stuff right now. Awesome. Cool. And Julie, uh, actually, so when I was asking her to be on my podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, we had, we had talked and she decided that she was going to do a little Reiki session on me before she came on. And that was awesome guys. So could you just tell everyone about how you started your Reiki business? Like what got you into it? Definitely. So in 2010, I was going through my own, uh, I was working on bettering myself okay. and understanding myself and, you know, different issues that popped up. For me, the issue that I felt like I was dealing with the most was eating. Hmm. Like Me too. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I did not know because I don't think we talked about this. Yeah. Huh. That's kind of what made me a little bit more spiritual was I started developing a lot of food issues and then okay. I just became interested in life. Right, which is a super common subject now and I feel like Mm. it's more talked about now with the younger generations of girls coming up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so in 2010, I was dealing with my own food issues Mm. and I started working with a Reiki master and they really brought some topics out of me all based on food. Yeah. Should I give you a little? Can you share? Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, I, um, my background is I modeled and I act and stuff. So very conscious of weight and image in those industries. Right. So I can, I feel like, you know, when people look at us, they see that we look great, but in our own heads, we don't always see the exact same thing. Yeah. Everybody's going through their own thing. Everybody's working through their own problems Mm -hmm. for sure. But you do forget that from things like social media, right? Makes you think that everyone's lives are perfect. Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah in 2010 I started working with my Reiki master and you know we were talking about the word fat or body image and you know she had me close my eyes and she said you know think back when is the first time you heard the word fat and right away I said wow my dad my dad used to call my mom fat and she just like looked at me and Mm. said okay so as a little girl if you're hearing your dad call your mom fat and that's not making him value her as much obviously as you grow you don't want to be fat or you don't want people to view you fat and um it was really something that resonated with me and we did like our initial reiki session based around that and i went Mm. back for a few different times to really clear that up Hmm. wow interesting it's pretty deep at the time i'm sorry to hear that that's horrible I mean, it is, yes. And I think that it was a different generation back then. I'm sure that like parents these days are more conscious of the actual words that they use. Sure, yeah. Um, But yeah, you're right. As a little kid, hearing your parents talk in a certain manner does affect your, what you think of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, super interesting that you said that because um, I've actually been triggered by people thinking that I'm unintelligent and that sort of stems from my dad calling my mom stupid a lot as Mm. a child yeah and that really you know because I really uh 
I guess resonated with my mom a lot or I, what, what's the word I guess associated my mannerisms my behavior my characteristics with my mom's because I'm very very similar to her and so as I grew up and also I lived my mom too so I, I had her influence right. on me of course as well so um, growing up <clears throat> with her I think I developed a lot of her personality traits and they say that that's uh, usually passed that, passed on. That's mm-hmm. a genetic thing, and so yeah, I would I would associate a lot of her personality traits with not being very intelligent because my dad would you know say that to her and say and say that in front of us, and I did struggle with that a, a lot as well. And that's actually probably a lot of people on the podcast know that's probably my biggest trigger point is is dealing with that. And that I do have I think a lot of my stomach issues are around that. Is about being self conscious of about whether people think I'm intelligent or not so super interesting yeah that is it's an issue and and you know the more that I learn the more I realize you know before I had kids and people said kids are shaped from the age of basically zero to five it just didn't make sense what do you mean at five this child's already having these things embedded in them and now Mm -hmm. that I look at my kids I really realize that the stuff that we're saying that's them at young ages Mm -hmm. is impacting them so to move through your whole life you know having your dad's opinion of your mom like that of course it's going to shape you yeah for sure it didn't even really register to me until I started doing all of this you know self-improvement work on myself and whatnot so uh, yeah, interesting. And I'm proud yeah. of you for wanting to dig deeper and see why we have it's, triggers. Because it's true, yeah. right? A lot of people go through life with their blinders on and yeah. just feeling like this is who I am and this is my habits and my energy patterns and not even wanting to change them. So, right. Or not even really knowing like how to change them or knowing where they stem from. Actually, it's interesting that we're talking about this because this is actually my most, actually not my most recent, my episode 18 uh, that I had on the podcast is uh, all about triggers and about trying to dig deep and figuring out what it is that you're triggered by and what those belief systems are behind them because that's something I'm so interested in now that I've sort of understood this about myself I just I don't know I sort of developed a little formula to figuring it out for other people and so I decided to make a whole episode about it so good for you yes yeah like I need to I need to listen to that yeah one. girl well yeah you know and I was thinking of even developing a little program off of it because I'm just I'm I love it I love helping people understand where their beliefs come from I find it very interesting so yeah definitely listen to it mm-hmm. let's get back to you though <laughs> okay so you so that was one of the things that made you start working on yourself when you realized that or that's one of the things that caused one of your stomach issues yeah mm-hmm. it was one of the things that had brought me in initially and then once I started working with her just little things started popping up wow. and as they popped up we would do Reiki and the Reiki is designed to help you change your energy patterns and your habits so mm-hmm. of course when I'm just starting Reiki I'm not going in there with all this knowledge but it was working right. and like any therapy I feel like you need to go back a few times and then it really it just opened opened up my eyes it gave me even a sense of peace and um, after I did the Reiki I started with the yoga Mm. and the yoga is also very spiritual with the breathing and the connecting and meditation and all it started coming together it's all connected yeah it really is and then I became so powerful about the energy and how the energy that you put out you get out and you know there's common just common things that I didn't even know about and Mm. now that I have those in me I feel like I can share them with my kids and my clients sure and here on your podcast wow (laughs) I love it that's so awesome 
This episode of the Namaste podcast is sponsored by Cricket Live, the live game show you can play from anywhere using your tablet, mobile device, or smartphone. And of course, I am your host. <laughs> so that's a double whammy, double bonus. So check it out. Okay, fabulous. So could you maybe walk everyone through a Reiki session and uh, what they could expect from it? What, what, what happens during a Reiki session? So the way I design my Reiki sessions is they're either 90 minutes or two hours, which sounds like it could be a lot, but at the same time, um, they go by really fast. So initially, we have a form that you're going to fill out, and it's going to ask you a lot of personal questions. And these questions are mostly for you to get your stuff out to the universe. Right. So basically, the session's already starting as you're writing down the things that we carry with us. As humans, I feel like we all have our stuff, right? Like mm. certain people have their shoulders are so sore or they can't do this, they can't do that. And a lot of it is just stuff that we walk around with day after day. So getting it mm. down on the piece of paper and really seeing it is the first step. And then you come into my office. Mm. And if it's a 90-minute session, we spend about 20 minutes talking. I like the client to lead the direction that they want to focus on. Right. And once we've gone through the questions, I always get the clients to set an intention. And I feel like this is so important because, mm. you know, to really focus on what you want to change or what you want to let go of or what you want to bring into your life is already going to create the energy. Right. And then they're going to lie down on the bed. And we always do a full 60-minute session. Okay. And initially, I basically go through balancing out the chakras. Okay. And I'm sure there'll be a time where we're talking about the chakras. Or should we talk about this Yeah, let's now? talk about okay. right now. Yeah. <laughs> so for anyone that doesn't know what the chakras are. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> So there's seven main chakras in the body, okay. and it starts off with the crown chakra at the very top of the head, and there's the third eye chakra that's in the middle of the eyebrows, okay. throat chakra, which is, of course, in the throat area. It's where I always have the blocks. Which is communication. Which is hilarious because yeah. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is me trying to release a lot of my stuff in my throat chakra, so. Well, you're it's flawless. <laughs> you're doing an amazing job. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Appreciate the positivity. <laughs> and then we have the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And then the solar plex chakra is right underneath the ribs. Okay. The sacral chakra is about four inches underneath the belly button. Okay. And then there's a root chakra in the tailbone. So, yeah, chakras are energy wheels that are spinning within the body. Okay. And whether a human believes in the chakras or not, they exist. They're in your body. Mm -hmm. So taking time to balance those chakras, to get into the chakras and either let stuff go or mm -hmm. bring new energy in is so powerful. Interesting. Wow. Mm. Okay. So, and then, so you, you would do a full of 60 minutes balancing the chakras, yeah. working with their intention. And then after the session's over, we have about another 10 minutes to either talk about okay. what I felt energetically from the body okay. or it gives them an opportunity to ask questions because a lot of times in a Reiki session, thoughts pop up Yeah, and they don't understand why these thoughts are popping up. And I, explain mm. to them that as we're working in the chakras we're releasing thoughts emotions and feelings right so everybody feels different things some people okay. 
some people lie there and they feel hot. Some people feel cold. Some people's stomachs gurgle. That really happens to me whether I'm giving Reiki or I'm receiving Reiki. Interesting. But that's because also, like you said, right, the the food issues, the solar plexus chakra, right? mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. And I mean, some clients see colors and sometimes the colors that Mm. they see go along with the colors of the different chakras. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you... do you see auras? Is, does that have anything to do with Reiki? Does that... Yes. I, yeah. I mean, there's aura. Of, yes, of course. The auras mm-hmm. give off different colors. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really so confident with giving people feedback on their auras yet. Okay. Part of my Reiki process is cleansing the aura, but I'm just not there yet that I can like yeah. look at somebody and see a color and pick up on it. So yeah. I don't even really go down that route yet. Yeah. I have this book called Hands of Light. Have you heard of it? No. I, her book... Barbara Ann Brennan, I think. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, yes. I it's totally have heard of it. Really know. popular, mm-hmm. okay. And it's this big, like, giant sort of textbook type book, and it's blue, and it has, like, these hands on it. Anyway, so it's all about, it's kind of similar. It's talking about Reiki and then auras. And I've I've been reading it. It's really hard to get through. There's a lot of information, mind you. But, um, yeah, same. I, I'm very interested in auras, and some people, they look at you, and they're like, blue, <laughs> Right. You're green. What? And I just, I don't, I don't understand it as a yet. And so I'm very intrigued as to, you know, how that works and how you, you know, begin to open yourself up to see people's aura colors. Yeah. I also don't feel like I harness that power. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm a seer, you know, there's different, there's different kinds like, um, what's it called? Uh, clear sentience, clairvoyance. Yeah. And the Claire feeling, I don't know what the, that one is called. Mm-hmm. But you know what don't I mean. Yeah. <laughs> don't test me right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. for, yeah, well, this isn't to do with Reiki anyway. This is to do with uh, intuition for anyone listening who doesn't know what I'm talking about right now. This is to do with intuition. But um, yeah, I would say I'm more of I feel out people's energies and, and intuitively I feel out things as opposed to, yeah, I can't really see things. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. It's hard. I don't, I don't, it's interesting. But for all the books that you read, it always says you know setting an attention to the universe and letting them know that you want to harness these abilities that's true help bring it to you Hmm, you're right I actually haven't tried that so you're right that they do all say that so maybe we bef- should both try that yeah, to work for on it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Before our next podcast yeah. that we do together. Yeah. Let's both set an intention. It's yes, we should. Um, do you ever get intuitive guidance or any messages when when you're doing your Reiki sessions? Because I know a lot of people do. Some people don't, but I've heard that some people do and then they they'll go with it. Do you ever I, do that? I do. So I've studied with four different Reiki masters throughout my career of cool. learning. Mm-hmm. And they all have different opinions. Okay. So some of my Reiki masters say, yes, Julie, if you're feeling something, your your intuition is coming to you during a session, especially you're working over a certain chakra, okay. give the client feedback. Okay. Other Reiki masters say, no. Julie, you're just a human living on earth and it's not up to you to interpret the energy that's coming off the body. Okay. So, so. that's someone that doesn't believe in psychic abilities or intuitive I mean, I don't want to say that the Reiki master didn't believe in that, but they just don't feel like another human can interpret the energy that's coming off of the body because what if this person is vulnerable and the feedback that you're giving them is something that they're going to hold on to and you're possibly guiding them in the wrong way. 
Interesting. It's very interesting that you say that because I've actually pondered over this before. I've, I've gone to a lot of psychics in the past. I'm just very, very interested in mm. uh, people that can, you know, do readings and whatnot. And um, anyways, I've gone to a lot of them in the past and I've wondered if when they're doing a reading on you, is it them also just reading your energy and your path right now based on the, the decisions you're making in that present moment? Or if they're seeing in the future when you've already made your decisions. Do you know what I mean? No, it's a great, it's yeah. a great thought process. It's a great question. Yeah. And it's hard to answer. I'm sure yeah. there's psychics that have the strongest ability to tap into past lives yeah. and these lives. And yes. That's and then true. I'm sure there's people that call themselves a psychic and don't necessarily hold that capability. Right. Because so. that would that in that case is when I would say I would agree with your Reiki master teacher because yeah, because what if you, you're just reading the energy of the way that they're feeling right now and they're vulnerable, so they're, you know, you may guide them towards a direction that, that they, I don't know, shouldn't, shouldn't have really gone down, right? Just because you're just reading their energy right now, so... That, that makes sense in my brain, but I don't know. No, it makes sense, <laughs> and I actually haven't seen... Mm-hmm. I haven't seen... Um, what was the word? The psychic yet. Oh, yeah. Because of that very reason, because I'm scared. Mm. I, I'm a big believer, right? I, I'm open. I believe. Yeah. I'm very open. Yeah. So it's not that somebody could persuade me easily, but in a way they could. Right. So I'm worried that I'm going to go see a psychic and they're going to tell me something and I'm going to hold on to their words mm-hmm. and I'm going to make their words become me. Right. So, um, mm. yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have struggled with that in the past because I have met two and I'd say two in my lifetime not that old but two (laughs) that have been pretty spot on and it's hard to let go of what they say once you hear it and you know that they've been right about so many things it's hard not to let go of everything but yeah if you're gonna do it I I think everyone needs to just make sure that you're you're you know take everything with a grain of salt because yeah it can be it can be easy to just want to hold on to the solution or the result that they're giving you right so have you ever seen a medium yeah okay yes yeah. so they've both been psychic mediums that okay. been too. yeah because they say not everyone's a medium wait what is it Every, all psychics all mediums are psychic but not all psychics are mediums that's the same okay yeah so both of these ones have been medium psychics yeah, um, I've also I haven't seen a medium yet, but I'm okay. also intrigued. Like that's something that I would want to take on and just go there as a blank slate and see what they can pull for you. I have a girl for you. Her okay. name's Nicole Brake. For everyone listening, this girl is like fantastic. She blew my mind. She pulled me out of an audience. Oh, spot on to a T. I always get shivers when I tell the story because it is she is just like she's incredible you see you hear about the people on tv like Teresa caputo and those people right. but you never really truly like know if whether that's just television right until right. it happens to you personally and then your your mind is blown and she pulled me out of an audience and told me exact details about my grandfather like the age that he was when he died, why he died, like all these, all these things and just started talking about his relationship with my dad and, and spot on about the grandfather being from my dad's side as well. Like it was just, there was just so too many details that I, I, I started crying because it was just, it was such a weird out of body experience. And anyways, I would highly recommend her. She actually is in Oshawa, Pickering area, the Durham region. Okay, good to I'll, know. I can yeah, give you I would her love contact. To try info. That so cool, for sure. And yeah, 
I do believe strongly that the spirit world stays connected to the earth. So mm-hmm. I am a believer. Okay. Totally cool. a believer. I just haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't really know what I believe. I like, I've had so many cool experiences happen to me. Uh, and myself, I've also, I've also sort of connected with spirit and I've given other people messages just via meditation and I've been spot on, but it's just, it's such a weird thing that you can't explain. And so I, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I always say that I'm just open-minded to everything. Cause mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like you can't explain, you know, none of us know what is really out there. What, you know, really happens after we die. Right. It's so, true. Yeah. So anyways, man, this is so fun. Okay. So could you um, tell us a little bit more about how you got into Reiki? So you actually, we were talking about this, but Julie was an actress at one point. So, so you, can you just tell us about your journey towards becoming a Reiki master? Like did any, any qualities sort of cross man. over onto, into your business? I really love how Melissa calls me an actress. <laughs> I mean, I've been an actress member probably for about 16 years. Okay, so I think that qualifies. I do work on set, but I don't um, I don't audition anymore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you and I really talked about this when we were in the room together, but acting and auditioning is great in a way because it gives you confidence. And then on the other hand, sometimes it can strip your confidence away and I felt Mm -hmm. like that's where I was getting I was you know waking up getting an audition doing my hair and makeup and driving downtown and then walking into a room with a whole bunch of people that looked exactly like me and then not getting callbacks and it it really became it became a little bit depressing so I left the auditioning part aside Mm -hmm. and you know I continued doing background commercials and if I got picked by a casting director I was happy to go on set because I really do love being on set right I just found that yeah yeah (laughs) I just found the auditioning process was really getting to me yep Um, I think it's soul sucking a little it's really hard that's like such actually a really strong thing to say that sounds super negative it's not that negative I don't mean it to sound like that but it's hard to put into words how it can be so hard on a you know a regular basis to receive so much rejection it's just actually not normal this is the only the only career I think people consistently receive rejection on a weekly basis, right. if, depending on how much you're auditioning, you know, there, for yeah, sure. so. even, um, I actually was taking acting lessons last year and even after my acting lessons, I would get in the car and I would just be going over it and, you know, I'd come home and I didn't always need to have a glass of red wine when I got home, but I really felt like, yeah, I really felt like even the acting lessons was just a lot at yeah. the time. So. It's it's uh it's also very emotional, right? Because you're trying to understand another character and step into their emotions and I think it helps you realize a lot about yourself too, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very emotional career, that's for it sure. It is. There's ups and there's downs and then <laughs> yeah. when you do get a good commercial and you're getting yeah. a residual check, like life's amazing. Yeah. This is why it's all worth it. But yeah. For me, those are, yeah. there's only been a few of those, so that, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, yeah. being an actor yeah. has given me the ability, I think, to be able to talk more comfortable on camera. Right. And now that Reiki energy is my biggest passion, mm-hmm. I'm happy to talk about Reiki energy in any forum that I get. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think being comfortable in your own skin is super important when you're right. talking about topics. 
Definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you need to sort of have people skills as well. And I think acting helps you become a little bit more comfortable just, you know, having one-on-one conversations and bonding with people and making connections, right? Yeah. Because you're learning to understand people. Eye contact. Eye contact for sure. That's so funny that you mentioned that because that's actually something I I observed about you. I'm like, wow, she gives really good eye contact and it's almost like intimidating. You're like, oh, she's really looking into my soul. (laughs) You also have very beautiful eyes, so they're easy to look into. Thanks, girl. But yeah, I do feel like eye contact is the key to having a good communication, whether it's on set or with your clients or even, you know, I find even when I'm looking at the kids Mm -hmm. to try to stare in their beady little eyes and get my message across calm and clear Mm -hmm. and not yelling Mm -hmm. makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I wanted to also just talk about my experience. So one of the things that happens to you, once you have a Reiki session, uh, you told me, and in the past when I've gone to other Reiki sessions, that, you know, you'll spend the next few days healing. And often emotional crap will come up. And... (laughs) You need to make sure that you schedule a lot of me time. And I'm so glad that I did that because I have had the, la- the last like week and a half has been an emotional roller coaster for me, but of releasing. And I'm, I'm really today, of course, which is perfect because you're here today. I'm at a point where I've, I feel really good today and I've released a lot of stuff in the last like two weeks. So I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly, I think I highly recommend Reiki to anyone that needs to let go of stuff. I mean, everybody, everybody needs to let go of stuff. Right. But it's just human nature that we walk around with this baggage. Yes. I think I was touching on that before, but like yeah. baggage that makes us who we are or we yeah. think it makes us who we are. Yeah. Issues that have happened, subjects that come up mm-hmm. and, you know, different, whether it's a breakup or so many, a divorce, so many different scenarios that we hold on to and then we make that issue become us. Yes. So yeah, I always Mm -hmm. say to my clients, which when we were talking about the Reiki practice after the session, Mm -hmm. I always let clients know that you have the three days after to really pay attention to the signs that come up, whether it's through nature or through numbers or your gut instinct. Mm -hmm. Because once we send this universal life force energy into the body, signs come to you. And a lot of them is through the gut. And you right. always hear people say, trust your gut instinct. If it's your third gut- brain or something. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. And it's true because your mind can be telling you to do a million different things. Right. And sometimes our minds are not so f- nice to us. I knew. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's true. Like mm-hmm. you stand there in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror yeah. or at night before you go to bed and is your mind telling you, wow, what a great job you did today? Or is it going through all the things that you could prove on? Sure. Yeah. All the things that you could have done better. And then once that brain is telling you that, you start to feel worse and mm-hmm. it really could be a downward spiral for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through phases. I'm sure you have too, where, where, you know, you're critiquing yourself and I don't know. You just start feeling bad about certain scenarios. Yeah, for sure. That's actually why I started Just Love by Melissa. So I don't know if if I even told you this. So Namaste Podcast is, it stems from this website that I created called Just Love by Melissa. And essentially I created it because I was going through such a hard time where I was just being so mean to myself. Mm -hmm. And then I, I really just got to a breaking point where I thought, 
I got to start loving myself or life is just going to be horrible, you know? And so I decided to create this blog where I just started collecting ideas on self-improvement. And yeah, I think that's, that's where it stemmed from. And that's where, yeah, Namaste is kind of underneath the Just Love website. I don't know. The, I love it. No, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Good for you. Because I think that's what people, we need to be active in terms of just pushing ourselves to love ourselves a little bit more. Because yeah, we do get into these states of, man, it like just hating on ourselves. And I do think that that's, you know, the world we live in and medium whatnot doesn't help. But yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you for being in a dark spot yourself and then bringing light not only to yourself, but by sharing this with others, like you're bringing light to other people. So that's a really... Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, yeah, because I just, I, I don't want someone to be going well I mean everyone goes through what they need to go through but it'd be nice for me it would have been nice if there were more tools out there or someone that I connected with that could have told me what I could do to make it a little bit better you know mm-hmm. or someone encouraging me so that's kind of how I saw it I thought oh well if I'm working on myself might as well also share it with other people in case someone's listening and they need to hear it you Absolutely. know yeah because yeah. we've talked about what well, about triggers mm-hmm. and you never know what little thing that you're going to say to somebody to trigger them in a positive direction right because there's the positive and negative right absolutely yeah I only briefly touched about that on the episode but yeah like on the flip side of negative things you're triggered by positive things too hence the reason why I always people always think I'm weird for this but I always watch positive movies I have a really hard time watching anything scary or like dramatic things the only dramatic show I'll watch is once upon a time but that's because it's also fantasy (laughs) (laughs) but I literally cannot watch anything with a lower vibration or lower energy because I will be triggered and and I know this and I just I I want to be triggered in a positive way. So I try to control what I watch. I completely (laughs) agree with you. I do feel like as I'm doing more energy work and really tapping into energy and Mm -hmm. frequency, vibration, Mm -hmm. when I watch those scary shows, I used to love Criminal Minds. Oh, me too. I cannot now. I cannot. I wouldn't even put myself through it because I would turn off the TV and my mind would be rattled and I would be in a totally different vibration than if I was watching something positive. So I think it's great that you're aware of what you should bring into your life. Honestly, I think everyone just needs to sit for a second and really think about how they feel after they watch something. I think everyone listening right now, like do this as an exercise. If you haven't noticed, honestly, sit with yourself. Watch it one of your regular shows so if it's criminal minds watch and then afterwards even journal down what you're thinking because it's everybody feels this way you don't know I've talked to literally 10 people about criminal minds (laughs) actually specifically they've all said the same thing the second it's done your mind's racing your heart's pumping you're you're like you need something to calm you down it's weird it is. It's intense for sure. And they, they know how to play on certain scenarios that would get, right? Yeah. Like every, if you're watching a show of Criminal Minds and the kids disappear, how are you going to get that out of your head? Oh man, there was an episode where all these kids were like choking themselves and like killing themselves. And some person on the internet was like orchestrating it and like encouraging them. And that's, yeah, especially it, as a parent, like, oh my goodness, sure. man. But have you noticed there's a bit of a trend specifically... I would say Netflix because that's the only thing, you know, the only platform I watch off of. But have you noticed that there's a trend towards these types of shows that really shake you? At, like Honestly, like, um, what what's that show? 13 Reasons Why. Have oh, you heard yeah. Of it? I did go through that myself. 
I did. Emotional roller coaster. It is. I mean, I think yeah. it's great. I, I'm pro that that show came out. I know there's some people that don't like that show, some people that do. I feel like it opened up a door to see that bullying isn't always so black and white mm-hmm. because yep. people That's saying true. things don't think that it's a big deal, but the person who's on the other end are really, you know, believing what these people are saying or sure. taking it personally. And I, I'm, I'm happy that, that they put that show out and I, you watch the second season though I did oh my god I girl did. the second season though I think was so overwhelmingly unnecessary like just it was I don't know I mean the first season yes like I I I agree with that but I just think the second season the way that they end it with that guy kind of if you haven't seen the show I'm, I'm sorry, this is a spoiler alert, right. but with a guy wanting to shoot everyone at his school, like... But isn't that just... reality these days? That's the scary part. Uh, How many times do we hear about right, schools? Right, but then if that's happening, why would you want to watch something to be in the reality that already exists? That That's how I think, like, when I'm watching shows, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta pick something that will that'll uplift my reality. Do you know what I mean? Or that will, I will leave feeling, okay, like... Life is is a little bit more pink rainbows and sparkles. (laughs) I do hear what you're saying. Absolutely. I don't know. No, I hear what you're saying. But at the same point, I feel like in reality these days, kids are actually taking guns and shooting up schools. So to see how easy they push that child in the movie Over the Edge and him wanting to do that, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's true. I guess and, and then seeing that they were able to calm him down and move him away from it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I there's mean, there's lot. definitely pros and cons, and there's people that aren't affected. But I do believe that there are some people that are like neutral to it. I remember a time where I would watch shows like that, and I wouldn't be as affected. But maybe it's because I wasn't as in tune with my body. Maybe I was, and I just didn't realize it. I don't know. It could be that. But yeah, but that's definitely a positive way of seeing it, and and I think that's probably what you know most people that aren't affected by it would are thinking I would assume I don't know Mm -hmm. might be wrong (laughs) okay so I wanted to also ask you I so I actually have my Reiki level one okay there's three levels right there's three levels and then to to be be a master yes okay so I have my one so I know sort of the basics and I remember hearing in my class they were going sort of through the history of Reiki and I don't know if you heard this but there's some people that actually believe that this is what Jesus did I'm a believer. Are you? Yeah. You know, I'm I could, a believer. I could believe that too. Because so um, I guess, did we really explain? So it's, it's energy healing works, right? So I, I don't know. If we, we could really... tap in a little bit more about Reiki. Yeah. Could we maybe explain a little bit more just in case there's someone that's brand new to hearing it? Absolutely. Yeah. And then how it might be associated with what Jesus did. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the easiest way to explain Reiki is that it is coming from above. Okay. And the person, the practitioner who's giving Reiki is just a clear channel. Okay. So when you're practicing Reiki, you're not giving the people your energy. You're just a clear channel. Okay. And you're channeling the energy from above. So I like to make reference to God-like energy. Okay. Because when I'm doing a session, I surrender. I don't take any credit for what's happening to my client. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people might get scared off by the word God. So then you could say higher power, universe, angels that have come before you. Right. 
But basically, the energy is coming into the body, and it's a sacred energy. These mm. symbols that you use to bring the energy into the body have been around for thousands of thousands of years. Right. And of course, history can be twisted or swayed in any which way. But I strongly believe that this is a practice that Jesus and the Buddha mm. did back then to heal. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would certainly make sense, especially from my own experiences of feeling like I've, you know, truly worked through things after a Reiki session, you know, um, possibly that's what Jesus did, helped people work through whatever they were going through, which helped them heal physically, mentally and whatnot. Right. And I think the other great thing about when you go to get Reiki, obviously there's all types of therapy and I think all of them are important at different times in your life. Sometimes you need to sit in front of a qualified therapist that's going to help you go through your life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they give you their suggestions and you leave the room and then you ponder over their suggestions and they usually bring light to you. Right. Whereas a Reiki session, you talk, you get out the stuff that's bothering you that you Mm -hmm. need to let go of and then when you're lying on the bed and you're surrendered to the reiki energy it's then up to this energy to come into your body and change things right so i kind of see it as very powerful yes and very clearing and sometimes you know just even having one session helps you detach from what's going on so everything Mm -hmm. that happened before the Reiki session is still happening but you're not as connected to it your energy core to this scenario is not so strong and so vibrant and getting you so emotionally charged Mm -hmm. cool interesting and do you use any essential oils I, I remember so I actually before uh before we even got together today we had a couple fan submitted questions. I just, mm-hmm. I put out a little post on Instagram and a couple of people um, had some questions for you. And one of them was if you used any essential oils when you do your sessions. So yeah. I really, really feel connected to eucalyptus. Okay. If I was doing Love a, that smell. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I was doing a Reiki session at somebody's house or at my house, I would burn incense. Okay. Before and after the session to clear away the energy. Okay. So first and foremost, I am an incense believer. Mm-hmm. In the office building that I'm working at, they at 1235 Bay Street, Ooh. I am absolutely not allowed to burn incense in the office. Of course, that so, makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like the strongest clearing agent for me to use is a eucalyptus spray. Okay. So I spray it in the room before the clients come in, mm-hmm. and then as their session is ending... While they're still in a meditative trance-like state, I spray three sprays of the eucalyptus. That's right. I remember you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of coach the client on taking some big inhales as they bring the new air and oxygen into the body Mm. and allowing the sign and the smell of incense to represent the cleansing that went on in the room. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? That is something that I did I did uh, recognize when I went into your room, it smelled so nice, <laughs> very nice and calming. And uh, also for everyone listening, it's uh, you have it's well decorated. It's beautiful that Thanks. room. Yeah, did you decorate it yourself? I did decorate yeah. it myself. Yeah, it's very comforting and like you feel very at home and I don't know, yeah, relaxed because of that. I think I think that those little details matter. 
you know, putting in the little effort of the decor, I think that really matters. And something yeah. for sure is like, it's in an office building and office buildings have these fluorescent lights. Sure. Yeah. And you know, because I keep the crystal light on in the room, there's no fluorescent oh, yeah. lights in my room. It's just lit up by the crystal light, those mm-hmm. Himalayan salt lamps that, you know, you walk in and you're already feeling the positive benefits of that. Yeah. I, I always forget to put mine on. I have a small one at home, but I always forget about it. You just reminded me I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. something I really say to all my clients. Yeah. They're so inexpensive. You can buy them at any health food store and just bring one into your life. Mm-hmm. I actually have the crystals in my kids' rooms, so that's their night lights. Oh, that's a nice idea. It is, yeah. I like that. We have a big one in our kitchen that stays on day and night. Hmm. So if I did sneak down in the middle of the night to eat a snack when nobody could see me. (laughs) (laughs) We all do that. At least I have the crystal light to to calm me. That's awesome. I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. So you did say that you have two kids and, and you're married. So how do you find... Do you, is it easy for you to balance, you know, work and, you know, your home life? Do you find that, do you struggle with that at all? I mean, every day is a different day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, every day is a different day. The kids have tons of activities. I mean, growing up, I never remembered being in a million activities, but I feel like in today's society, you know, the kids do house league hockey and rep hockey and, and my daughter does dance yeah. and gymnastics and swimming and arts and crafts and ball hockey and yeah we have a full they do all of that they do all that oh we my have- god these are gonna be some <laughs> some gifted kids you got there <laughs> so yeah we do have That's a awesome. busy agenda and I have to be wow. truthful we have a live-in nanny so that does make that life helps it does it sure. makes life a lot easier mm-hmm. um yeah, it's all about balance, right? In mm-hmm. any career that you have, everybody's super busy, mm-hmm. but it's about bringing balance, balancing your family with your career, balancing giving sure. love to your husband, giving love to the kids, and of course, self-love. I know you and I talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. but no matter how busy your career is, setting aside time for yourself. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have any personal goals right now? That's one of the things I love asking everyone that comes to my podcast what what are their goals? What What's something that you're focusing on right now? I do. Yeah. So, I mean, originally when I started with the Reiki, I was either going to clients' houses or they were coming to me. And okay. then I realized that I wanted more. I wanted to be able to work with people that I didn't know. Hmm. And I really like that. I really like having clients that I don't know. At the same time, referrals, comforting, because you know that the person coming into your office is somehow connected. Yeah, and... and- Safe. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hate to say that, but like, you know, it's true. It is today and day and age. I don't know. Yes. It is a safer feeling having a referral. But at the same time, I really welcome people that aren't exposed to energy or aren't exposed to me and the stuff that I do on a day to day basis. But I had set the goal that I wanted to have my own office and we I've set up the office. I have the office up and running. You obviously need a website with an Mm -hmm. online booking system so people can go online and book, which is set up. Mm -hmm. And my main focus now is to get a PR person. Oh. Because my goal is to be on shows, you know, like the social or breakfast television where Yes, girl. That's awesome. I could totally see you on that. That's the social is really like just sitting with those girls and talking about Yeah. (laughs) That's my goal too, actually. I would love to be on the social. Mm -hmm some point that's awesome cool okay well I have this little box that I'm creating I still haven't finished it I've talked about it in at least the last four of my podcasts I'm creating this little box where everyone that comes on my podcast 
I'm I'm writing down what their goals are. I'm putting in the box, and then we're gonna follow up in you know a year from now and whatnot. Love and that. See how you're doing with that? Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. That. Just to I don't know. I feel like everybody needs someone to be accountable to. So and also just saying it out loud to a good a big group of people. I think that is motivating to get the you get know the ball rolling. Ball rolling. Yeah. For and sure. then the, the thing about the PR person is that you also have that imbalance because just actually a few days ago I was on the phone with the PR agency and they were telling me everything I wanted to hear I was basically eating it up like loving every idea just ready to dive in and then they presented the number that it would cost to work with them a month for the next three months and I had to kind of like swallow my throat and say I need to run it by my husband (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I'll get back to you so I mean sometimes Mm -hmm. the goals that we set I mean obviously I would have signed on the dotted line if money wasn't an option and I would be running with it so I think you know also finding out what's realistic for your budget at this time in your life and yeah that comes into play but yeah definitely setting goals are so important Mm -hmm. I I always talk about that with the kids yeah they seem young but at the same time perfect time to start right knowing the direction that you want to go in Mm -hmm. and really the universe brings stuff to you for sure and I think when you have goals and something to focus on then you know you're you're putting your heart into it and you don't kind of especially as a kid I feel like when you have something to focus on you have goals then you kind of don't get I don't know you don't mingle in with sort of the wronger crowd or people that don't have any direction it's all I I think it's just at any point in your life it's always good to have something that you're working towards and having direction so that absolutely the first time that I was really ever exposed to a vision board which I feel so strongly about me too I love I've had vision boards for like almost 10 years now I love them and it's so cool to reflect you ever reflect on old vision boards and see oh look I accomplished all that it's awesome it's cool yeah it was Mm -hmm. the secret yes I the secret came into my life is that kind of what got the balls rolling for you because that actually the secret is what got me more open to Mm. yeah everything I would say no it actually did yeah and I'm not a big reader and uh, when I do read books sometimes it's hard for me to not comprehend, but to retain the information. So okay. the secret came into my life through a video. Okay. And I started watching it when I was going through, I was 27 and I was going mm. through like a, I was going through a breakup. Mm. I was going through a low point in my life and I was back at my parents' house and I, there was a treadmill in the basement and I would go on the treadmill and I would watch The Secret. So it was a double win, right? Wow, you're doing cardio. Yeah, you're really like killing it then. Yeah, I love it. You're doing cardio <laughs> and I watched The Secret probably 60 times in a row. Like I brought myself into that show. That's really crazy. I literally did that too. I'm not, no joke, I've watched it for two months straight every single day, and that's about 60 days, so that's really weird. Hmm, I've never I've <laughs> never met anyone else who's done that. But you know what, though? I always say that I encourage people to do that because the secret is something that you don't really understand until you've watched it a million times. Agreed. Because you, you'll pick up on something new every single time, and I feel like after the whole summer of doing that, I really understood 
that you have to put, you have to feel how you want to feel as opposed to you can't just think positive thoughts, yeah. which is what a lot of people understand from it. And that's not necessarily all of it. Right. Cause yeah. law of attraction isn't just the thoughts, it's the feelings. Yes. And you're right. That's key. Cause yeah. you could say that you want something, but if you're feeling a totally different way, it's yes. confusing to the universe. Right. And it's, man- it's about figuring out how to manipulate yourself to feel how you want to feel in advance, even when you don't want to. And that's the hardest, the hardest thing to do, I think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was something so. <laughs> that it had said in there, which I guess is like a scientific fact, but that how the human body changes its cells over every seven years. Yes. So that was something that I said to mm. myself, okay, you know, I'm 27 now. I'm not where I want to be. Where am I going to be when I'm 34? Mm. And at 34, I was having my second child and life was great. And I had the house that I wanted. And the, you know, these are materialistic things, but I had the house that I wanted and the car that I wanted and the two kids and the husband yeah. and my career was good. And it was really different from seven years ago, but mm. I had implanted it in my mind that mm. Julie in seven years, your whole body, your whole life is going to be different. And it was. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. I love hearing stories like that. I, I have a cool law of attraction story, actually. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. But Share what got me into the secret is I had this friend in high school. Um, have you ever seen the show The Vampire Diaries? I haven't. Okay. So, the, well, the main girl from The Vampire Diaries, her name's Nina Dobrev. We went to high school together. And we were, like, we were friends because we went to acting school and whatnot. And anyway, so um, we would hang out and do different things. And then she had, at one point, like, right when she got Degrassi and she was starting to get bigger, she told me about The Secret. And at the time, I was kind of going through, like, a, a weird, like, space in my life. I was depressed. I was just not in a good place. when I, I think this is when I was eight, 17, actually. 17 is when my depression started. And, um, and then we sort of lost touch. And I remember her talking about it in an interview when I, when I was 19. And I thought, oh, I remember her telling me about this book and the Law of Attraction. So uh, at that point, you know, she was really really getting you know huge she she had got the vampire diary she'd done this other mtv movie and so i thought you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna give this a read because i remember her telling me about this and that's yeah and that's what sort of got me into it but she was just a crazy cool vision like example for me yeah someone to look up to yeah Yeah. of someone who applied what she learned from that book and then you know created this amazing life for herself so yeah that's always kind of what kept me motivated throughout the years is that I'd seen that happen and what the when you see someone go from literally like you know being a regular everyday girl in high school to being you know on top of the world and a huge celebrity it's it's really cool so that is yeah so that yeah so that that I love yeah just thinking about it because yeah she motivated she kind of kept me going yeah it's also great when somebody can you know share their secrets that's kind of what they talk about in the secret is that in the olden days Mm -hmm. people didn't want to share all these techniques and all these tools to help people feel valuable and feel worthy and feel like they have something to do that could help change the world Mm -hmm. and if you can share that with others and help them see that it's going to make the world a better place which should basically somehow be all of our goals somewhere within us right I think the world is starting to shift now and the whole you know the spiritual community everybody seems to be talking about about this and how I feel like everyone is really now 
it seems that people are starting to wake up and they're bettering themselves now and whatnot. And I just, yeah. And Mindfulness is definitely a hot topic yeah. and self-regulation. Yeah. I see that even through the schools, you so, know. When I was growing up, I don't think that they took time to talk about mindfulness and self-regulation. Right. And now when I go into the schools, yeah. I'm on the parent council at the school. Oh, that's nice. I never would have thought that in my wildest dreams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I probably will be too. If I'm being real with myself, I'll right. probably, yeah, because I just like being involved. Yeah. No, it's really yeah. nice. But, you know, like me in high school, would I yeah. ever have thought that I was going to be on the parent council? No, never. Yeah. But now that I am, it feels good. Yeah. And yeah, when I'm in the school, you really see the teachers taking time to either practice yoga with the kids or bring mindfulness That's in. That's awesome. They do yoga nice. with the kids. They do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, my like my point was just that, you know, people never used to share anything before, you know? And so it's real that's awesome. That's really cool to hear actually. I didn't know that the schools did that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a real huge step for it. Now if they could just teach kids how to handle money, I think then we're <laughs> <laughs> cuz I think that's a huge problem that they don't, you know, teach us about how to save and what, you know, invest and whatnot, I think, you know, but um, whatever, who knows the reasoning, but um, I do think that I am starting to see a lot more people sharing now and you're seeing the self-help category. So I used to work at Indigo and chapters Indigo and the self-help section was probably one of the biggest selling section. And uh, that it never used to be that way. People would never talk about their problems. So my mom says, of course, I don't, I, I can't say because I didn't live during those times, right. but no, my mom would say, sure. you know, she's witnessed how people are really sharing now and it's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. do think like the perfect examples that I can see is, you know, with yeah. women in miscarriages, mm-hmm. I feel like that was something that was never talked about in the olden days. And mm-hmm. now, you know, I had a miscarriage, but a lot of my girlfriends, when you're talking and you're sharing, you're actually helping them because right. whether they have or hadn't, it's possible that they will. And right. to know that, wow, this has already happened to so many ladies, kind of takes the pressure off. Yes. Also divorce in the olden days, you know, people were so ashamed. They would stay in marriages and they would be treated a certain way because they were scared to stand on their own two feet. And now I think... I mean, maybe people are going a little off with too many divorces. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe we're going in the wrong direction, but at least if you're not being treated right, you have a voice to change that. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny that you should say that. I was thinking about that this weekend. I do think that now we're getting to a point where people are so independent that they there's one little fight and they just don't want to deal with it like they only want it it's kind of we're kind of becoming a little bit more selfish now so it's there's there's good right. pros to that but yeah yeah I agree. I agree there's a fine line there's a fine line there's yeah. a fine line <laughs> okay so a couple more questions I am just very intrigued as to um any feedback that you've gotten from some of your Reiki sessions. Have you had someone or a client that uh, you've done a few sessions on who just physically maybe something has gotten a lot better for her or him or whatnot? Do you have any cool experiences that you could share? I mean, there's been a lot of great examples and they're all so different and they're all so personal to the individual that's going through stuff. Oh yeah, don't name names. No, 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 of course. But I'm, I, I mean, the biggest thing is I think that Reiki just clears it mm-hmm. clears away stuff so okay. um yeah. I know it's really clearing mm-hmm. I've got people that come in that are so insecure and they don't see the value in themselves and they mm-hmm. let people push them around and they do a few Reiki sessions and all of a sudden they're grounded 
They're confident. That's actually a big one. Groundedness. Sorry, I didn't Mm -hmm. mean to interrupt, but I do think Reiki does help people that are a little bit more flighty. And when I mean that, I'm I'm talking about myself because I am that person who can, I really need to ground myself on a daily basis. Right. So that's a pro of Reiki, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I do too. And then, and when you say that grounding and balancing, it's basically whatever the human being is going through, the Reiki Mm -hmm. energy is going to ground you and balance you in the scenario that you're going through. Yes. So yeah, you know, like some people come to me after they lost a loved one and, um, you know, because so strongly, you know, you and I believe in the mediums and the spirit world. And Mm -hmm. I think that as you do the Reiki, you're doing symbols to do distant healing. So yes, I think when people are lying on the bed, they feel a connection to the loved one that they passed. And I'm not necessarily channeling energy saying I can feel the connection that they're feeling, but after they finish the Reiki session, they tell me all about it. And, you know, sometimes they're crying, sometimes they're smiling and, you know, Mm -hmm. it brings up different emotions. So I've find that very comforting Mm -hmm. yeah there's been a lot of cases that it just helps people see through different lenses right yeah have you ever uh had a session that was just very emotional that you left and felt that you kind of maybe took it on a little I know someone had asked on my Instagram Mm -hmm. uh, if if that ever happens but because you do do the clearing of energies and whatnot before and after you did say that but have you ever I mean, I do obviously when I'm working on the person's body and I'm doing a body scan with my hands and I put my hands over different parts of their chakras, mm-hmm. I'm immediately drawn to certain chakras parts on the body Okay, and then I'll spend more time there channeling in the light energy. But after I'm done a session, I have my own, you know, my own techniques to let go of the energy. So I usually, oh, yeah. So you share any? Yeah, I'll share them for sure. <laughs> So usually after I'm ending a session, I say in my head, all the energy that I've picked up from the client, please allow it to move away from me, move out of my office, travel Mm. all the way out of the door. Please let it ground into the earth only Mm. to come up as positive energy. Ooh, I like that. Because energy can never be destroyed. So you want to ground the energy that you're releasing into Mm. the earth. Um, and then I also immediately when I'm done the session, leave the room to give the client some privacy to come back and I wash my hands in cold water and then I drink a glass of cold water. Okay. And, um, yeah, I feel, I don't think that I, I don't feel that I carry around people's energy. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm right in it while I'm doing it. Like eyes are closed and I'm really engaged and I'm really clear. Okay. I can keep my thoughts focused only on the work that I'm doing. And again, that comes with practice too, because when Mm. I just started off being a Reiki practitioner and my own thought would pop into my head, Mm. sometimes it would be hard to let that go. Mm -hmm. But another technique that I do while I'm giving Reiki and that I tell my clients to do is you know, when they're lying on the bed, to just simply say to yourself, as I breathe in, I relax my body. And as I breathe out, I quiet my mind. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and even just saying that to yourself three times, it can bring you into a different place energetically. I love that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any uh, go-to things that you do to take care of yourself, even outside of Reiki, just things that help you stay balanced on a daily basis? Definitely yoga. I mean, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think physical always, I right. think for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, I, I wish I could do yoga every day. Obviously that's not practical, but yeah. I love Bikram yoga. 
Bikram. Bikram. It's I don't a type. Think heard of that. Yeah, it's a style of yoga that's really hot. It's um, the oh, hottest yoga. The, it's hot. The hot it's, yoga. Like yeah. When they say okay. It's the hot hot yoga. And Even hotter than hot yoga. Right. <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> it's a ninety minute series usually, and they go through a lot of stuff where you're opening up through the throat. So you're doing a lot of things where you're dropping the neck right back and you're stretching through the throat. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard mm. of this. Is this sort of, uh, do, do a lot of people know about this? Is this common in the yeah. city or do you? I think it's pretty common. Is yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Anybody who's out there, you can obviously just Google Bikram yoga. And oh, a I will. Bunch of stuff. That's very interesting. And before I praise Bikram yoga, the actual man who started Bikram Yoga, who lives in LA. He moved from, he was in, he's from India, moved to LA. He's living a lifestyle that I don't necessarily agree with. Wait, is this Osho? No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, he's, he has a lot of claims against him from for like sexual abuse and verbal abuse and stuff like that. So I'm Sad. not praising the man, yeah, for sure. Bikram what, what, himself, but I'm praising the series. Yeah, yes, or the series. Yes, yeah. the series, the postures sure. that yeah. he put together. Hmm. So I use that as a go-to. Of course, I do Reiki on myself and my kids all the time. Wow. Yeah, and it... <gasps> It really Will says, you be my mom? That's so cool. <laughs> not that I I love you, mom. I'm not. <laughs> You're, that's just so cool. I feel like I, I hope one day if I ever decide to have kids or whatnot that I, I'm more advanced in Reiki and I can do that with them too because that's that's really cool yeah I think you will yeah. be the path that you're traveling on I yeah. wouldn't see why you wouldn't go back and do Reiki 2 and Reiki 3 and just really I, I am harness. gonna do it I don't know why I'm speaking as yeah. if it's a question I'm definitely yeah I am gonna do I it I can yeah. feel that yeah. you're going to do it yeah. and then you're gonna do Reiki on me and it'll be perfect yeah we can do exchange what is it called the karma yeah karma exchange yeah sure. I love that cool I had a question, but I've forgotten now. Darn it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I just wanted to say that I, I've taken hot yoga before, but I didn't uh, continue because I started feeling that my... I have a little bit of asthma, and I was feeling I just was having way too hard of a time breathing in that. So I, I think they do say if you do have breathing like problems that you shouldn't do it. I don't know. But... Man, I, I do like it, though. It's nice to just be so warm and, I don't know, sweat it out, you know? Right. Yeah. Obviously, you've got to follow what your body's telling yeah. you. And maybe the asthma is, you know, stronger in the summer and you can try it again in the winter. You'll feel it out. But yeah, yeah my body craves hot yoga. And then while you're going through the yoga poses, mm -hmm. not necessarily is the yoga teacher talking about how you're opening up the chakras, but... Right. You know, if you're doing a heart opener, the heart is open. If you're doing a back bend, so all of the yoga poses oh. help open up the different chakras in the body. Oh, wow, that's very specific. I, yeah, I definitely have never taken that. That sounds way more fun than the ones that I've done. <laughs> well, I've done like the hot yoga in these classrooms that happen to be so small and there's literally like 50 people and you can't move and it's just, it's one, not enjoyable because you can't move, but two, it's not enjoyable because it's just, it's so hot and you can't move. And so you feel like you can't get into that meditative state so maybe i'll get you to write down where you go yeah. and i'll try that at some point and just to uh go back to when i asked if it was osho have you heard of osho no okay caught me off guard yeah so he's this i mean apparently there's been some documentary on netflix uh made about him and i guess he's being now considered as like a cult leader or someone i guess interesting with, i don't know allegations against him as well I'm not I'm not entirely sure I haven't like watched the documentary I've just heard this in passing but uh, my ex-boyfriend used to read a lot of his books and they're just super 
spiritual and just him he just analyzes life and it's just it's very much the things that we talk about the law of attraction and whatnot and so I had this book and I was reading it and and someone was like oh my god how dare you how could you be reading Osho and I just I had no idea and so recently I got caught off guard because they were telling me all this and then, then I went oh crap I better not read that right in front better of- <laughs> not promote that on the podcast yeah I better not like read that in front of people if I'm going to but now I feel like should I even continue reading it so I kind of I need to watch this documentary before I'm definitely I move forward. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna watch the documentary for sure find out what this is but yeah same you just yeah you want to yeah be careful because I think there's a everybody has their own opinions like I know even I you and I were talking about spirituality versus yeah. religion and what do different people take on yeah yeah well because well, I, I think generally everybody believes in love I think that's the ultimate you know th- what connects every religion and spirituality but yeah I mean there's definitely some religions that believe in practices that I don't necessarily agree with that's you know Agreed. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't come from a loving place, right. right? So I mean, it's really easy for religions to use the words in the name of God, right. and then their followers follow out what they say. Yeah. And is the name of God God, or is it a human being on Earth who's manipulating whatever they want? Right. Which is what it is usually. Yes. In the bad cases. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really so into organized religion myself. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because I know we were talking about this in the room, but yeah. I was born um, Italian Catholic mm-hmm. and, you know, went to church and that stuff. And then mm. when I met my husband, he's Jewish. Oh, is he? He is. Oh, I didn't know that. So I actually converted to Judaism. Did you actually? I did. Oh, that's intriguing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like religion could be a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was something that I felt like I needed to do for his family oh. to accept me. Oh, okay. And at the same time, you know, growing up, my parents never really said, you need to have Catholic kids when you grow up. But in the Jewish religion, a lot of kids are grown up with their parents saying, you need to continue the Jewish bloodline. You need to have Jewish kids. And um, yeah, that was the scenario for my husband. Mm. So I felt like, okay, this is something that I can do. Right. And um, yeah. (laughs) How do you feel about this now? Of course, like, I love Jesus. I'm always going to love Jesus. I feel, you know, I grew up Catholic. I grew up with certain prayers and certain belief systems. So, of course, I feel connected to that. I'm more than happy for my kids to be raised Jewish. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to take on, you know, like the Friday night dinners and the lighting of the candles. Because to Mm -hmm. me, those are all very spiritual. Mm -hmm. Saying certain prayers and stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff in Judaism with all the rules that go along with it. Mm-hmm. I have trouble taking on mm-hmm. or engulfing in or believing in. So, you know, there's a fine line and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to scare people away when we talk about religion. But, you know, first and foremost, I mm-hmm. feel connected to God. Sure. And I feel like as a human being, for me to be able to close my eyes put my hands in prayer and talk directly to God Mm -hmm. makes me feel so connected. Right. It's whatever makes you feel good at the end of the day. Whatever makes you feel connected is what I always say. Like that's, you know, that's great. Everyone needs to have something and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't matter what it is. And that's like my only thing about organized religion because whether it's Catholicism or Judaism, basically the people are saying you need to come into this building and you need to follow these rules and you need to pray here and you need to do this and be here and... You know, I don't think that you need to be in a certain building to connect 
to God. Agreed. I believe that too. Yeah. Hmm. That's, well, you obviously have like a very um, open relationship if, you know, you, you're able to practice what you practice. Because I because does Reiki go hand in hand with Judaism? I don't know how that works. No. No. Yeah. No, so that's, that's really all. cool, though, that you must you must have a great, like very respectful relationship for, you know, your husband to also understand that part of you as well. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. He, yeah. He's great like that. Of course, the kids needed to be raised Jewish, which mm-hmm. is fine. I'm mm-hmm. happy for that. But he is respectful. And also my dad passed away two years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was actually September 29th. So just on Saturday was the oh, two year anniversary of his passing. Yeah. And I felt like as he was passing, it made me connect back to Catholicism and the prayers that I said and that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. you know again you just go through different phases in your life and Mm -hmm. I think that that's fine I think that we're always growing and I think stuff resonates with us at a point in our life and then it doesn't and you know the thing that I would share the most is something that one of my Reiki masters said to me and it was Julie the most important thing is life is treat others the way that you want to be treated Mm -hmm. and it's so true if Mm -hmm. only we could all just treat people the way we want to be treated Mm -hmm. it would have just such an easier underlining tone and feel to our days yeah certainly I think we uh if we all practice that the world would definitely be in a little uh a, a little bit of a better place than it is right now if we all practice I think even just spreading love just thinking every day how could we spread love to someone someday absolutely yeah it doesn't sound like a very good for some reason when I say spread love there's something about the word spread that's just I don't really like but I don't really know how else to communicate it because that's what it is thinking about give love give like or setting the intention to Mm -hmm. yeah to to give love to someone yeah I think if we could all think like that then um you know the world would be a little bit more happier than it is yeah. right now. Yeah. That was actually one of my mantras. It was um, really? peace, love, light, and to spread peace, love, light. I love it. Yeah, I tattooed it on my back. Did you like, actually? Yeah, I did. Cool. And then when people are standing behind me and they're reading my tattoo, it says peace, love, light. That's awesome. And it's a perfect segue to say, yes, that's my goal, to spread it. I love that. I was actually going to give you something um today but my printer isn't working but I create these monthly calendars called the spreading love calendar I'm going to email it to you You but basically there's little tasks that just get you to not only spread love to other people but also gets you to reminds you to give yourself a little love and I started creating it at the beginning of this year and um yeah, they're just little tasks, and I've been sending it out to people, and they're really fun. And, That's amazing. And a couple, a couple people have kids, and they've been doing it with their kids, and it's just fun little tasks that you can get your kids involved as well. But yeah, I'll definitely send it to you because I wanted to give it to you. Send it over. This is like along the lines of what we were talking about. All right, cool. So the final thing that I wanted to ask you is if you have a piece of advice that someone gave you that really resonated with you that you would like to pass on to everyone listening yes for sure and I mean it sounds so simple but it's don't give up on your dreams Hmm, that's beautiful because it's true you know like we have different dreams as we're growing up so my dreams weren't always the same I mean the underlining feel of my dream which came when I was very young was to be rich and famous Mm -hmm. and as I moved through different phases of my life it was in different manners. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I was a makeup artist, it was, wow, I would love to be rich and famous and do makeup on stars. And then <laughs> when I started doing yoga, I was, wow, I'd love to be a guru and do yoga with stars. And mm-hmm. now that I'm in the energy work, I'd love to spread energy. So obviously your dreams change, but 
sticking to what you want yeah and also not being persuaded by other people's opinions I think that there's a lot of people on earth in this Mm. moment that want to either put people down make people feel bad about themselves make them feel like they're living a pipe dream or they're never going to succeed and you know these are other people's words and if you just let those be other people's words and Mm. not internalize them then they mean nothing but if you're changing your own mindset or the way that you feel about yourself because somebody else's words Mm. it's ultimately going to change your whole path and do you ever think that that may happen for a while, but then you'll ultimately always go back to what you really want. I feel, I see this all the time where people, for example, like kids, when they're choosing universities they'll and they don't know what they want to do yet, they'll just choose a specific, you know, like they'll choose like psychology, for example. That was the one I saw everyone choosing when I was going to, to school. No one knew what they wanted to do, so everyone chose psychology. And then they get that degree and then they realize they don't even like that. They were just doing that and then eventually after that maybe two years after graduating they'd go back to doing the designing what they really wanted to do so I think even like ultimately you end up you know just going back there anyway but if you just really listen to your heart and you follow what you want to do from the beginning you'll get maybe get there a little bit faster who knows everyone's path is different but yeah no sticking to your gut instinct yeah your gut instinct following your dreams yeah following your path yeah Awesome. Okay, so before you leave, I have this little tradition where I have these cards. They're called Wisdom of the Hidden Realms. Okay. And I pick, just for fun, just pick a card for someone um, based on something that they may want to know. If you have a question or just general knowledge, then yeah, it just kind of gives you a little guidance. So they're they're essentially oracle cards. Have you you've heard of oracle cards? I've before? heard of them. I don't okay. use them personally, but I'm okay. so open to picking a yeah, card. Yeah, they're just really fun, and I don't know. They tend to be weirdly spot on. So I'm just I I'm very I don't know obsessed with them. I'm they, they make me happy. They excite me, and also the artwork is really beautiful on the cards. That is. Yeah, I think I just appreciate the cards as a whole for the art for the messages for the loving energy that sort of surrounds them so yeah so do you have a question that you want to ask or would you like general knowledge i'd like general knowledge okay so i'm just gonna shuffle them and would you like to pick the card or do you want me to pick it for you i would like to pick the card cool okay all right Pick a car, pick a car, pick a car. <laughs> going deep. I am going deep. Okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. So this is upside down, I think, or I'm going to say it's upside down. That's what my intuition is telling me. Oh, so the cards could be read one way or the other? Yes. So depending on the way that you lay it. So you, you had it, you, it was like this and you put it this way. So I'm thinking it was upside down. Okay. Because that's how it came. So this is the Gaia's Garden. Is this the one I just literally showed you? It is actually, ironically. I don't know how that happened. That is wild. To everyone listening, I, as I was explaining the cards, I, sh- I, was, I showed Julie one the of the artwork. cards, the artwork <laughs> of one of the cards, and it's literally the card she pulled out. There you go. This is one of what I'm talking about, how like the magic of these cards. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay. So anyways, um, reaping what you sow is your message because it came upside down. So I will read that to you. That's wild. Reaping what you sow. I love when that happens. 
guidance. Okay. So because it came upside down, it's it's this is going to be guidance that challenges you to just think about a situation. Okay. So when Gaia appears as a challenger in her garden, she gently points out that you you've forgotten to give back to the world. Or perhaps you've become lazy expecting fruit to fall from the tree while you're you rest below its leaves. Gardens require tending water and food for the soil. Everything you have within you is needed in the world, so don't underestimate the power of what you have to offer. Timely effort is called for when Gaia challenges you to help her in her garden. So ask, not what, not what you will get, but what you can give. Oh, I like that. You'll be pleasantly surprised by, th by this change of perception. Be careful not to procrastinate too much or the window of your current opportunity might close. Yet, even if you do miss, miss this one, as long as you're willing to help in the garden, you will most certainly see another. Okay. I can, I can like think that. of two like small things. Okay. Usually, it's whatever thoughts, feelings, sensations you get. When you're reading the card, it, mm -hmm. it applies. One yeah. is definitely pull the trigger on the PR person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other one, which I, I'm not a procrastinator, but we've been, um, it's been a busy time in September, mm -hmm. all these Jewish holidays. <laughs> yes. But um, I'm supposed to be putting out my fall newsletter okay. that goes out to all my clients that I'm working with now. Okay. And um, yeah, I just have been, you know, saying like, okay, I'm going to do the fall newsletter so so it's probably as small as that you've just right. been busy and like just procrastinating but not really you just not like, yeah, really but you know yeah. still yeah. as soon as you read it immediately the PR person that I need to get and the right. newsletter so perfect so then now you know just go do it girl right this afternoon. <laughs> okay and then this one also I felt drawn to pull it so I'm just gonna read you this one as well sometimes I do that so the river queen and the messages flow okay so it kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been talking about anyway. So that's kind of cool. If you want to look at the picture, it's like a beautiful mermaid. Who doesn't want to be a mermaid? Right? So the River Queen flows into your life as an ally to remind you about the concept of allowing and the law of non-attachment. Remember that all rivers come from the mountains and run to the sea to be absorbed by the larger body of water. There, the liquid evaporates into clouds that rain on the mountains to continue an endless cycle of fluidity. The River Queen requires you to be fluid and to let go of rig rigid rigidity. I can never say that. Rigidity. <laughs> rigidity. Whatever. And perfectionism. You will travel far as long as you let go and let flow, even maneuvering around the greatest blockages like water streams around big boulders. No obstacle, wow, <laughs> no obstacle can hold you back now if you're willing to surrender to the natural flow of events. Be easy on yourself and others and watch how smoothly you move forward. You may be surprised where the river takes you. I like this one. Very positive. Yes. They both are. I love it. Well, wonderful. Okay, so before you go, could you just tell everyone where they can find you? and possibly get a Reiki session from you Absolutely. there's someone listening that's interested in that. So you can learn more about me on my website, which is my name, juliehintongreen.com. Perfect. There's an online booking system there, so I find like the newer clients just go online and book a session. My office is at 1235 Bay Street. It's right at Bay and Cumberland in Yorkville. Perfect. Yeah, and I love the space. And like I said, it's beautiful. It's yeah, a wonderful space. It's a perfect office to start yeah. your healing journey, to start your spiritual 
embarking on, you know, the path to come or even just to let go of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you offer any distant Reiki to online people? Because I have a lot of listeners that are from the United States. And uh, I'm just curious if you offer anything like that via Skype for for anybody. Yeah, I do do just yeah, I do do distance healing for sure. That cool. is, I don't know, we didn't really talk about the symbols that Reiki uses, but distance healing is yeah. one of the symbols that when you become a Reiki master, you're mm-hmm. in tune with. And you know, in Reiki and in energy, there's no time and space. Right. So energy to energy. So even if there is, you know somebody across the world or in a different country when you're talking to that person and you're visualizing and you go through Skype then energy can be passed sure yes yeah I've I've myself had someone do distant Reiki for me and I've still felt the benefits too so yeah I think it doesn't matter where you are so you do you do you offer that online or do you think people should just message you if they're interested in that yeah that I've the they usually just send me an email. Okay. Yeah. Cool. They usually just send me an email and then we go about setting up the time, cool. not through the website, but through personal email. Great. Perfect. And do you have any social media or anything that people can find you on? Or? I do. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. Okay. It's just my name again, Julie Hinton. Perfect. Dash green. And I'm on Facebook. And I go through phases. I go through phases where I'm into social media and I realize that it's a tool that I should tap into to expose myself to the general public. And Mm. then I go through times where I don't want to share stuff. So I go back and forth. You're part of the generation, the same that I am, where we grew up and that wasn't a part of our life till later on. Like social media came out when I was, well, really became popular when I was, you know, 18, 19. So we didn't, like we had a childhood and we went out and we played and we hung out with our friends and whatnot. So I feel like a lot of, a lot of people that were from that time period, they just, they don't really resonate with it as much. And we can't always be on our phones like the younger generations that sort of, you know, grew up with an iPad in their arm. Mm-hmm. So I go through that too, where I sometimes I'm so interested. I'm like, yeah, I should use it. It's a tool. And then others, other times where I just need to throw my phone away right. and just not be near it. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So yeah. 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 And then I was wondering, did you want to, I think we had talked about, did you want to end with like a, relaxing oh yes let's do that yes hey guys i'm just going to briefly interrupt this recording and make a little disclaimer on behalf of julie she wanted you guys to know that if you are going to join in on this next exercise please do not do it while driving definitely pull over to the side of the road or choose to do it a little bit later on because this is one of those exercises that you really go deep and your focus will no longer be on driving so Definitely be safe, drive safe, and do this later on if you are driving right now. Thanks. For everyone listening, I'll just share it with you. I have this motto of my podcast. So it's the grass is greenest where you are right now. So maybe we could just use that as the intention for right now. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. So. Okay. So we're going to do a little exercise, and this is just to help you ground. So if you're sitting up, just bring your back to the back of the chair and let your hips settle into the chair. And then you're lightly going to close down the eyes and relax the jaw. And we're going to invite a wave of healing, healthy Reiki energy into the body. And as it comes in, it's coming in through the crown of your head. And it's relaxing every muscle in the forehead. 
and it's relaxing down through the temples as you let go of everything we've talked about right now and bringing yourself here into the present moment. Relax your ears. Relax your eyebrows. Relaxing down through the eyeball. Even the eyelids are completely heavy. And each time you hear the word relax, allowing the body to sink deeper and deeper into a safe, relaxed state of healing. Relax your jaw and your tongue. Noticing what it feels like for the tongue to be so relaxed at the back of the throat as this wave of healing, healthy, Reiki energy moves through the whole head and it's coming down through the throat as you relax your shoulders, relax your chest as you take small sips of air feeling the chest rise and fall, relaxing down through the belly area as all the tiny muscles in the front and the sides of the belly relax. Relaxing down through the spine as each and every vertebrae get heavier and heavier as they ground you into the chair. Relax your hips as this powerful wave of healing, healthy, Reiki energy continues to move through the body, relaxing your thighs, relaxing down through the kneecaps, and all the tiny tendons behind the knees soften down. Relax your calves and your ankles as this powerful wave of distance healing reiki energy moves through the heel of your foot your midfoot and each one of your toes are grounding into the earth feeling the whole body plugged into the earth's surface and now that our body's in a relaxed state i want you to take a long calm inhale through the nose and a long, calm exhale through the nose, draining all the air out of the belly. And again, long inhale, filling up the chest and the lungs with new healthy energy. And a slow exhale through the nose. Once more, calm inhale. And calm exhale. And then lightly opening up the eyes. And bringing yourself back into the present moment. Wow. That was awesome. Thank you. We should have started with that. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. I could go to sleep now. (laughs) See, we couldn't have started with that. We would have been too monotone. We would have been too monotone. (laughs) Too relaxed. (laughs) Your voice is so soothing. (laughs) 
All right, my loves. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for joining me today. It was an honor to be here with you, Melissa. It was an honor to be with you as well. It was an honor to have you on the show. If you liked this episode, don't forget to give it a like and subscribe for good vibes. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and now, as of this week, Google Play. And uh, for everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a fabulous week. And namaste. Namaste.